Francis, the Predator, Ergano! Wow. That's the baddest man on earth. We're getting the uh the belt out here. Wow. Wow. That is beautiful. That replica just doesn't do it justice, I tell you. <laughs> wow. Grab it, fill the way. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, uh, we're not going to fight him for it, just to be sure. Wow. Wow. Oh my god. This is unreal. <laughs> okay, goosebumps, bro. Yeah. It's a weird day already, this. It's a world heavyweight title. Francis, I've nicked your belt, but I don't, fight, I don't, I don't want to fight you for it. Welcome back to the True Jordy podcast. You ready? Yes, sir. If the whole world was to have a fight, this guy would be the last man standing. It's the baddest man on the planet, the heavyweight champion of the world, Francis Ngannou. Thanks for coming, mate. Thank you, Judy. Appreciate How it. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. And uh, you just came from the uh, Tyson Fury fight last night, yeah. uh, where he won by knockout in the sixth round. Dillian White went down. And then you get in the ring afterwards <laughs> and pick a fight with him. No, I didn't pick a fight with him. Well, he certainly uh, seemed keen on the idea. Oh, yes. The idea uh, is clear that that fight will happen. I, w I was there uh, in the ring cage uh, last night to, mm. to watch him fight, and it was a beautiful knockout, you mm. know, very clean, the uppercut, you know. Uh, nobody couldn't see that coming. Perfect. Mm. But we have our own little... Um, statement to make we, we want to find out who is the baddest motherfucker on the planet damn right <laughs> yeah he's a boxing champion in the world i'm a mma champion of the world so yeah we can come together and see what is the outcome you're talking about like a hybrid fight between boxing and mma sort of mma gloves are you thinking yeah, it could be. It could be an MMA glove. Uh, we haven't really think about it and how uh, it's going to play out. Because first of all, we have an uh, engagement with our uh, promotion right now. So, I mean, on, on Thursday, unless they are, they are on board, we can really talk about about it, like put out the, the term. Mm. You know, now it's just some like uh, hope. <laughs> Uh, to get it done sometime next year because anyway sometime next year we're going to be to the point to go whether it's with or without our promotions okay so the ufc for example they've got you under contract until early next year and until late this year late this year so yeah so you're going to make that offer to them you're either with me or i'm doing it anyway yeah or i'm in the ufc but they have to consider that fight mm. you know to uh to promote that fight for me wow. or to co-promote yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you've worked yourself into a fantastic position where most of the fighters never get to because you were willing to keep fighting on your original contract for the same money and uh, you bet on yourself in that last fight even with an injury so that you could be a free agent and do what you want to do uh, a lot of people They've never man ma managed that. Conor McGregor couldn't do it. Why did you take that path? What made you want to do that? Freedom and free. 
you know, you have to earn it. Mm. And um, he wasn't about the last fi- only about the last fight. People know more about the last fight because that was the moment that uh, uh, I spoke about it. And I always spoke about it because, like, my back was against the wall. Mm. Uh, the UFC kind of, like, put me in that position that I have to, like, defend myself and tell people, like, no, it's not because I don't want to fight. It's because this is the this is the real reason. This is what is going on. You know, I have to explain that. What mm. I didn't want to do that, you know, like, bring stuff up. I thought we we're going to fix things uh, in, uh, behind the stage. But uh, behind the stage, I was getting bullied and i didn't like that you know but it's been uh it's been uh over two years that i've been working on this uh, since i realized that uh i am nothing i have no say in my career um and i will not never make any decision in my career if i'm still in that contract um so i need to get out of that contract to be able to like if even if uh doesn't mean i don't want to be in the ufc but i want to be in the position a free position to negotiate a new contract you know therefore i can speak uh, and uh, claim my uh, value my worth you know but when you're negotiating in a contract while you're still in the contract technically you're not negotiating you're just like being some sort of like submissive accepting you know you have three fight uh, left in your contract in t- uh, two one or two years they have a right to extend it for maybe two more years oh no you're not negotiating anything because whether you say yes or no you're gonna fight so what is the point they just offer you a little bit more money you know and then in this situation he takes a lot uh, to say no to the money because none of us is like getting that much money you know uh, so it's very hard for a fighter on this day to say no to a contract even they know it's not good for them they have two fight left uh, or three fight they have uh, 18 months left there's a possibility that they can extend them with no explanation no uh, no reason a real reason and they cannot contest that they cannot say anything about that so when you kind of like think about those stuff you're like this contract is messed up this is not a contract this mm-hmm. is the ownership I don't want to be owned by somebody. I just want to be free. And uh, if we keep working, we can we can do it as a partner. I I see myself as a business, and my own business, so I can partner with other business and work with them. But nobody and own me. I'm the CEO of my own company. <laughs> I mean, you bang on. You know, you see what they do to people like Nate Diaz, for example. Nate Diaz is being held at the moment. He wants to fight Jake Paul. You know about Nick Diaz, but it's the same process for everybody. Mm. And that's what's been been going on. You know, uh, if I didn't speak about my own, nobody would have known. Because, uh, yes, they control the narrative. They have all the power uh, for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the narrative, media, information, uh, money. So they kind of like rule on uh, work on people sometimes. Have uh, have the UFC been in touch since last night? Because I can imagine this will have sent shockwaves through the business. Oh, as a strange I he might sound, we haven't heard from them. Funny that, right? No, they haven't been in touch. Yeah, because they emailed you on the way to your last fight, if I'm right in thinking, about um, 
a situation like uh, they threatened you with a lawsuit that was an empty uh, threat you know yeah. when I saw that I told my manager like you don't have to worry about this bro there's nothing here you know, <laughs> you know uh, the thing is like um, being frustrated all the time being in this situation and uh, I don't know if he ends up playing in my favor because he get me to the position that I'm like you know what I don't give a shit you know whether it's a lawsuit or whatever I don't give a shit yeah you know so when you get in that position that you're thinking like that that you're not afraid of anything you know maybe sometimes you can that can make you take a bad decision for yourself but you don't care about anything yeah <laughs> it's, it's quite it seems quite poetic to me that the guy they can't control with money which is what they do with every other fighter. They dangle the carrot. And like people like Jorge Masvidal, for example, who've, who've signed on and just thought, fuck, I'm, I'm beaten. I just, need to, I just need to sign this contract and take the money while it's there. Yeah. But you're the guy they couldn't control with money. And yet your history is someone who has had less money than anyone to start off with. And so it's almost like you kind of look beyond the value of, of, of money and it's more important to get your worth and to feel self-respect in that situation, maybe. Yeah, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I love money. Hey, and of course. I'm fighting for it. You mm. know, I'm uh, I'm expecting to have as much money as I could, but not at any cost. You know, um, one thing that is very important for me and for somebody who like know a little bit about my past, I like freedom. Mm -hmm. I like to be set free. I don't like to be caged doesn't matter what is in that cage i don't want to be caged ironic because you fight in a cage <laughs> but uh, yeah i hear you uh, yeah it makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah i don't like to be stuck you know mm. i like to be able to have my choice i like to have options as everybody should you know so um in order to like have that freedom sometime you have to pay your due i turned we turned down a lot of money on contract mm -hmm. in the past two years contract negotiation because contract negotiation technically is not really a negotiation it's just like okay you take this much money this more money and then you signed up for this much time again you know you signed up for additional time mm -hmm. so there's not a term that you're gonna go in that contract negotiate there's not like okay I want a full uh, healthcare no, that's out of option. I want this. Oh, that's out of option. This is what we we get. You take or you don't take. Mm -hmm. You know. And most of the time, um, fighter since they don't have no choice, they kind of like being um, submissive, and they're like, okay, let's just take what I can take. Like, take. Let's take the money. You know. But uh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't be in peace with myself to do that. I would have be. I don't know. I can't live with that since I think about it. So I'm like, I'm having what I want at any cost. I respect that. And I think they should too. And uh, when you look at the business as it's growing, uh, I looked recently at the UFC 100 fighter pay and JSP, Brock Lesnar, earning about the same as what you were earning in your last fight. However, that was officially... Obviously, there was a lot more money in, in the back end for those guys. Mm -hmm. But the point I'm making is in that time, the UFC has grown 
so much and they've they've then taken fighter sponsorships away because they've signed with what, Reebok. What, what year was that? 2010, 2009? 2010, yeah. so about 12 years ago. Yeah, and it's not changed. Okay, so when you think about, if you think about it financial-wise, mm. you will see like somebody who was getting that amount of money, uh, that amount of money 12 years ago worth like uh, three times more today. At least. If you invest that amount of money in the property, in the real estate or in the business, you will have been having at least three times. Mm -hmm. If you take that amount of money uh, today, want to do something with it, you're going to barely do one third of what you could have mm -hmm. done with that money in that time. And it, so it's not the exactly. same. It's, it's not the same thing if you consider all this, mm -hmm. how things is moving, the business side, the inflation, um, the pr the cost of, of living. Which on the other side, uh, they can claim that too. But the problem is the business is growing. It's not like they are asking somebody to take to pay out of his pocket just a little part of the cake guys you know yeah. yes if there's nothing we all starving we all starve it's okay if there's nothing but what i'm saying is like when there's something just give maybe you know no it's just a fair part mm -hmm. uh, part of the cake mm -hmm. you know so when you consider when you think about all those um, and that's like my problem you know yeah it's not my my business i didn't build the ufc they did a in an amazing job to build the company and i give them credit for that i respect that i respect that but still today i think uh, as a fighter i have a little bit of input or at least at a little i need a little bit of respect maybe not much but a little bit mm. yeah because but i believe that um fighter make promotion of course yeah you know like yes promotion do help they do help each other but fighter make promotion i don't like the idea that without promotion fighter is nothing no that's wrong i will say i will say without fighter promotion is nothing because without a uh, fighter will ex always exist they will always be alive have a life have of a course. family without fighting or without promotion but promotion will never exist without fighters. And in, in that time that we were talking about from uh, you know, UFC 100, they've sold for four billion. They've uh, got new sponsors in crypto and uh, uh, other sporting brands, and they've stopped you fighters from wearing your own sponsor. For having your own sponsor, exactly. because those guys was having sponsor. That sponsor is a lot of, is a huge problem uh, today for the uh, fighter. And it's very intriguing to see how they have managed to get fighters out of that. I understand the fact that they want to make the sport look good. You know, maybe don't uh, make a uniform uh for fighters but the f they should at least al have a certain amount of sponsor that every fighter can put on his mm -hmm. gear mm -hmm. because yet this is fighter's source, source of revenue mm -hmm. which has been taken from them by a promotion mm -hmm. because now it's not like they are not putting anything they are putting something on the um on the uh, fight, fight, fighter gears but it has to be from the promotion. So unless it's from the promotion, they cannot put anything. Fighter cannot. So technically, what do you have? You have nothing left. You go there. When you go there, you fight and you have nothing. 
they give you whatever they give you you have to take in uh, take it and say okay thank you go back home and they expect to get call again if you don't get call you don't get nothing you know you can even do your own business like recently they signed a huge deal from um, with um, crypto.com that was a good deal for them <laughs> what for fire yeah nothing mm -hmm. right but guess what that deal take money out of my pocket at least one million wow because so I was, you had a competitive brand offer you i will we had a competitive uh, offer from a uh, coinbase okay and then when crypto.com uh, announcement came out i'm like listen guy we can do this uh-huh what do I get about the crypto deal? Nothing. I just have to wear my gears with a big head crypto.com in front of it. I don't have any say. I don't have any money about it. But they don't even think about it. They don't even mention it. Yeah. If I have my sponsor, if I say, okay, I have my sponsor. I want to put this on my shirt. No. It's, it's even out of option. You know, you don't even have a right to say it. Which is something that I don't agree with. Do I think it's not it's unfair for fighter, mm -hmm. uh, considering how low fighter are getting paid. They should get some right, you know. They should at least have a space on the shorts that have, everyone can use, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like okay, we they don't want anything. Uh, they don't want everything to appear on the TV. Mm -hmm. We get that, but at least they can have a, uh, a department to approve a sponsorship. If you say, okay, I have a sponsor, they'll be like, okay, let's check if he fits in something that we can let him appear on the TV, you know? Yes, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm good with that. They can uh, disagree with some sponsor because yes, they are not good looking. They, not, they don't stand for the value of fighting mm -hmm. or for the sport. I agree with that, but at least get that option there. It, it feels like they've built the business like a team or like an NBA team or, or an NFL brand, but they're still, they're not treating you guys like actual players of the team. So they're, they're not paying you. What they're doing is so treating you like boxers. So like we are assets. Yeah. So you get none of the, you get none of the benefits and all of the shit. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, I think, uh, I've been thinking, I, and I think the reason it's because fighter doesn't have anybody to speak for her, for them. They don't have a union? Not even a union. Mm. Let's think about this. Most of the time, I will, I mean, I never been in the board meeting of a company, of a big company, but let's just uh, speculate. They are in the board meeting of a company. What do they do? They think for the benefit of a company. That's how every business works, right? Mm -hmm. So, if in other hand fighter is out there and they don't have nobody to represent them so who would think for the fighter most of the time they would take this decision which is good for them they don't even intend to hurt fighter but he ends up hurting fighter mm -hmm. you know so in my perspective i think they should at least have like a fighter not a union but a fighter representation in the ball meeting when they took some sort of decision, that guy would be there to like, listen, guy, what about us? You know, what about fighter? Mm -hmm. We think this should be good. And uh, I think that way things could get better. You know, because I, I truly believe that everything that is bad for fighter, 
it's not like uh, necessarily a decision that they did on purpose to hurt fighter. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they just don't think about it. They just ignore it or just think about it. They're under pressure as well because they were bought by WME uh, and they're expected to deliver profits now. That's not a problem. You expect to do whatever you want to Mm -hmm. do, but remember you're in the business with somebody. Mm Fighter are expecting to to do something else. We are expected to pay our loan. We are expecting to send our uh, uh, put the f- put food on the table we are expecting to have um, our family health insurance to put them uh, in the safe place we are expecting a lot of things so i mean everybody has the expectation in his life mm-hmm. everybody has something that he wants you know you just have to like compromise and see what is doable for each of them i think that's how things should be I mean, for example, you're sponsored by Gymshock and you can't wear, officially, no. I assume you can't wear it on the TV when you're no, there. No, you can't. You can't. They will check even your underwear <laughs> for on the backstage. Good luck to whoever checks yeah. your underwear. Yes, to see if there's nothing else. Wow. You know, like, everything, they will check. And you're one of the lucky few who's managed to secure a sportswear deal that you can wear outside of the octagon but like you say, with your crypto issue, most fighters, the minute a company hears, we can't be seen on the UFC, well, then there's no point. We go direct to the UFC, we give them the money, and it makes the UFC have all the power. And then the UFC call you, um, like, okay, we have a great deal for you. This is what we have. And maybe it's 5% of that, what they take for the, for the sponsor. On your behalf, I'm like, oh, we can't get him for this amount of money. They call you, they give you 5% of that. Yeah. You want or you don't want. It's, it's a great deal. You have no option. It's not like you have a lot of deal on the table. You have a lot of choice. And this is, this is partly why you want to fight Tyson Fury, I'm assuming, because, you know, you've got that freedom and you can make so much money together and you can secure your future. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't say this is partly why. This is partly why I don't want to sign a new contract right. and on that term. Uh, I can still be in the contract with the UFC and fight Tyson Fury and keep fighting with in the UFC. You know, uh, and I always envision things like that. I always think that uh, when comes the moment, uh, we will, it will be something that the UFC can step up and uh, co-promote, mm-hmm. you know. And then after maybe Tyson Fury, I will go back, keep fighting. I don't know, fight John Jones or uh, fight Stipe again or, you know, okay. all those things. You know, it's not like it's the end of my career. I'm not like a one fight out of the game. They're worried about that though, maybe. Like, let, let's, let's play devil's advocate, okay? So with Conor McGregor, yeah. he was already off to the moon. Mm-hmm. They couldn't hold him back. So they had to kind of give in to the Mayweather fight because it, was, it made so much sense for them money-wise. But with you, you are in that period where you're, you're, your star is growing, but you're, you're not as big as what you would be if you went and fought Tyson Fury. So what they're probably thinking is, if we don't let him fight Tyson Fury we can keep him just a little bit less of a star, therefore he's more affordable, he's still our champion, and we win. So could that be their logic? And that's the idea that I don't want to, mm. I'm fighting. I don't want to even uh, think about that possibility. Mm. Why? Because if you think you have to do something to stop me of doing what I want, 
I mean, what is the freedom here? Mm -hmm. What are we talking about? Where is the freedom? Mm -hmm. What is the definition of a freedom? Mm -hmm. You know, that might be what I want. It's my choice. That's my, I might just go there and fight. I'm like, oh, I'm not fighting again. It's my choice. Mm -hmm. I have a right to do that. You understand? So the only thing that you can do is to figure out how to change my mind or how to work together in whatever I want to do. That's how it works. It's not like you intend to change the course of my life mm -hmm. in your benefits. I don't think they promoted your last fight very well, for example. I don't think I, I, I don't feel like they want you to be the biggest star you can no, be. No, because they because they don't want because I I'm not control that they, they can't control me. <laughs> you know, I'm not the guy that they want to see. You know. Well, I mean, let's take, for example, the, the belt moment. You get the belt put on you, and for what is probably the first time ever, Dana White doesn't put the belt on a champion. This is the first time in my memory. How did that feel for you? Because it was a clear, you know, I was busy. I don't know if he was delivering a baby or putting out a fire, but he should have been there to do that for you, and yet he still wasn't there. So what, how did that make you feel? If you were me, how would you feel? I felt, I'd feel pissed off. Really? Yeah, I'd be like... Treat me with the same respect that okay, you treat let, the last hundred let champions. Me, let me tell you something. Yeah. I feel happy. <laughs> you know why? Okay. Because that means I make my point. That means I it kind of like understand what I was saying, what I was fighting for. Oh, yeah. You're free now, I guess. He, no. He wasn't there. He was unhappy and he couldn't control me. Yep. And he get pissed off because things didn't go his way. He wanted Garn to win, clearly. Huh? He wanted Cyril Garn to beat you. Guess what happened? You wrestled the fuck out of them. They lost. <laughs> <laughs> I win. <laughs> so that means technically, yes. Yeah. If that's the case, that means he he as well lost as gun that night, right? Yeah. So I was a winner. Why should I be pissed off? <laughs> Very true. Um, I mean, how did you have a conversation with Dana after this about your plans and and how was that conversation? If so, yeah, we had a dinner. He was a little weird um, because there was a, you know, lately we haven't been having a healthy relationship as you got, as we're seeing, mm -hmm. and you said yourself. Um, he was very clear that he's not happy with my situation. So um, I think he was just like to clear things out, like to clear the air because in uh, the w where we are, I think uh, in order to move forward, we have to like, express something out and get off our frustration he's he's probably frustrated as well about something mm -hmm. as i am you know we need to uh clear that out i don't think we're just gonna sit, sit down and just talk contract like <laughs> normal yeah because like personally i can live pretty good without contra without fighting <laughs> you know and i think this is the um this has always been this is even the reason why i'm here I never let anything control me. I never let the narrative change the course of my life or yeah. what people believe change the course of my life. I never let, let the situation that I am in uh, affect my dream, you know? So that's why I believe in myself and I believe in whatever I, I do, whatever I want to do, whatever is my dream, I always believe in it. I didn't have a chance to go to school. I didn't even go to high school. I didn't go to college. But I believe that if I, I can become a huge businessman tomorrow, 
as that is my dream. I believe that if I want to play another sport that I never practiced in my life, I will just go there, restart over, and then do it. I'm not here because uh, I win by somebody vote, because somebody hired me, because somebody selected me. Mm -hmm. I'm here because I end the position. So if I earn that position, that means I have some sort of skill, some ability to go from, to start over and get there. So I could start over. The, avant the, list, list, the lesson that I took from my life is that I can always start over. I'm not afraid of start over, even though I want to continue growing. Yeah. But if it happened that I have to start over for some reason, maybe just the circumstances of life, I'm not afraid. I know that I can start over and still make things happen. I think today that's like the the big my biggest value my biggest strength that is my worth you know mm -hmm. is that ability to start to always start over because i've been complaining for for many time i was i've been complaining about my life my childhood my days how many times i have failed how things uh, never work out for me until someday i realize that if i fail many time that means i restart every time you know so I, I restart over and over, over and over, because believe me, if you fail, if you fall and don't stand up, you won't fall again. If you fall and stay on the ground, you will never fall. <laughs> if you fall many times, that means you're standing up, and that's a good part of it. I think that's kind of indicative of your fighting style as well, though. Like, you are a risk taker in the octagon. And ironically, I felt last night watching Dillian White versus Tyson Fury that there wasn't enough of that from Dillian White. I think he needed to pull the trigger and go out there and try and make this into a fight. And I know you will do that if you fight Tyson Fury. You've got, you haven't got the fear that other people seem to have a failure. About that fight, I would think, yes, you have to take a risk, but also have to be smart. I think uh, maybe he didn't just have options. Maybe he tried so hard and it didn't work. But um, yeah, uh, I'm a risk taker. I like risk because the best thing always happens in the higher risk. The more you risk, the higher the reward yeah. will You'd be. You make a good poker player. <laughs> um, yeah. So Dana uh, recently uh, was talking about you having a big ego. And obviously, you've got self-confidence, but it's, it's due to what you've been through in your life. Did you hear that quote about him complaining about Francis has got a head so big these days? And did you hear any of that? You have to understand that every time that you get off the line mm. in this type of situation, you have to, you're going to face a problem, mm -hmm. you know, not because you're wrong. You have a guy that uh, has uh, hundreds of fighters on his control mm -hmm. and over the years he have deal with thousands of fighters and you came you think different you say no to things that maybe everybody says yes you say no to stuff that nobody really said that to him yeah I mean that's having an ego right mm -hmm. I think you will also think like that and I do have an ego I mean I don't have a problem with ego. I'm very happy with my ego because my ego is what once again put me here. Like I look at myself, I'm like, oh, I'm better than that guy. That's why I'm a champion. Mm 
Mm-hmm. If you if you are not able to look at yourself and look other man in the eyes, doesn't matter how strong he is. I'm like, I'm gonna take this guy down. You know. I mean, just uh, <laughs> calm down, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you don't have that, no, you better just change. Yeah. Your job. I mean, you can't be heavyweight champion of the world without having that. In, you can be a belief. champion yeah. in whatever you're doing without having that belief. Mm. Believing, I mean, believe in yourself is kind of like technically like what they would say. Some people would say ego. Mm-hmm. You know, like no, I'm good. No, you're wrong to say I will not make it. Oh yes, you fell. It's okay, but I will make it. That's ego, yeah. you know. Dana White's got a massive ego. I mean, how else can you control he should have all ego. the fighters and, and build a business like that? You need an ego. Yeah, you yeah. should have an ego. Yeah, of course. And and interestingly, in the UFC, we want, I, Dana White's job is to give the fans the best fights possible. And the fight we all wanted was John Jones versus Francis Ngannou. And it felt like you two kind of had a bit of an agreement together at one point where you said... We don't fight until we get the money we want. And he could have re-signed you for that fight if they'd put the money on the table for you guys, it felt. But he didn't deliver. And we're two years in. We haven't seen John Jones for God knows how long. They're now setting up the Steep Bay fight. Does that fight interest you, the, the potential John Jones fight? Absolutely. As I said, I think uh, I still have uh, many fights ahead of me. Uh, and John Jones was one of it. And uh, that was two years ago, almost two years ago, mm. that I called out John Jones and really want that fight, even before the Stipe fight, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because I always want that fight. I always think that would be a very uh, interesting fight, beautiful fight, you know. And once again, I get frustrated how things were going because, no, he wasn't just about like having a good fight. It's about having a fight on their term like we will just give you a good fight as you were saying like you will fight only fight Tyson Fury if we can control you if we control everything mm-hmm. if we kind of like think we don't control anything everything if we think that you're asking like maybe a good part of the cake or a let's say fair part of the cake no, it won't happen. You, we want you to understand who, who uh, make the call here. You know, so at that point, I dropped it. I'm like, okay, I don't want this to be something. Uh, I don't want this to be a, a leech to control me. The John Jones fight. Mm-hmm. That's why at some point I'm like, I'm not interested in it. Of course, I'm interested in John John fight, but I don't want that John John fight to be something will come with a with a price, mm. you know, to control me. How do you see that fight going if it happens against John Jones? Because in his last few fights at light heavyweight, mm-hmm. he didn't look great. He looked like he was getting a little bit slower. Very close fights. And I think for me, uh, he's going to be very good because John Jones he looked a little s- slower and as a. Uh, in the past two years, he's been putting some weight on, trying to uh, be heavy to come fight at heavyweight, and I think that won't make it any fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, and also like it, it light heavyweight, he's had a massive size and reach advantage on almost every opponent aside from one or two. So this would be exciting as a fan of MMA to see him tested against men 
his size in terms of frame and I think that would be I think it'll be a rough night for him uh, uh, you know I think so too yeah I think it's going to be a rough night Jun uh, Jun is very tough he's very talented but um, it's going to be a rough night for him yeah we've seen him get hit by uh, Machida and other guys who you know were light heavyweight middleweights but you yeah. are as I've experienced like, as, when you walked in the room I was like oh shit Bigger than I thought, even. You know what I mean? You're a massive <laughs> guy. I just want to see you in the in the octagon, in the ring, competing. Um, I'll be back next year. 2023 will be, will be my best year yet. You know, I'm coming back. Uh, I'll be coming back from a surgery. Mm-hmm. And it, it's going to be a year that I'm going to do a boxing fight. Maybe do some, I don't know, some good one or two MMA fight. Mm-hmm. Maybe to one another one boxing fight you know mm-hmm. so i'm you, very excited about 2023 <laughs> it might be a year my my biggest year the biggest year of my career because i might be fighting three or four times that year yeah. in two different sports and um, you've had your knee injury how is how is that going uh, with the knee right now it's going pretty good it's been five weeks mm-hmm. and um everything looks perfect uh the surgeon was very happy after the surgery, and I saw him three days ago, uh, and he was still very uh, satisfied with the result, mm-hmm. how things are going. Physical therapy is going very good. Uh, I've been working with outcrouches for uh, almost two weeks now, so everything is going pretty good, and I think like uh, in two or three months, I'll be able to like at least start to hit like, a part or stuff because I will be able to twist uh, to pivot on that uh, knee if on that leg mm-hmm. again and I will start training uh, so by uh, September I will really be able to like go in the full calm if uh, if the UFC just said flat out no we're not going to allow you to box obviously you've said you box anyway do you think you may do an MMA fight in a different organization and fight with a Bellator for example would you consider it I consider fighting, I mean, on this day, you know, everything is possible. Mm. Once again, I'm not a guy that, um, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. I want to look around and see what's possible. And when I look around, it's a land of opportunity. <laughs> everything is laid down there. You just have to have the right look and yeah. look at it. Like, let me be... Um, Hypothetically, hypothetically mm-hmm. like, let's say I don't get to a gra- agreement with any organization, what will happen? Well, maybe I will just go fight for my own organization. I mean, that's possible, right? What, yeah. is, what is the prom- What what did it take to have a promotion? Well, Khabib's just started one, and I had uh, Israel yeah. Adesanya on the show recently. And I mentioned because I've I've also had Usman, so you're, I'm completing the three kings today. You know, it's my third That's king. That's where I was going. Legend. And I was thinking, you know, Khabib's doing something in Russia. Maybe you guys could set up something in Africa or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. The three king promotion. How does that sound? Amazing. Do we need somebody? A commentator. We will just uh, <laughs> raise money and of have course. Uh, a promotion there. Yeah. And we have, uh, and I have an idea. I've been working on it. Um, 
I think we're just gonna have like a uh, DAO, you know, mm. raise money from uh, a community that mm. will be like controlling the uh, the promotion. So it won't be like somebody somebody decide what to do. Right. Every time that you think about something, you're gonna bring it on the table and they decide. You know, make something in, in like a crypto or something different will cool. fit the uh, demographic of today. The three of you have probably inspired so many athletes in Africa to try combat sports, you know? I mean, what, is it, what does it feel like to be an idol? It feels good, but uh, I would say he will feel better if you use that in the proper way, if you utilize that. So like maybe build more opportunity or do some stuff because yes we are uh, tricking mm -hmm. but uh, still that yes that inspires some people but still that still doesn't give them opportunity mm -hmm. we are in the position that we can like easily give uh, op bring some opportunity back home to our uh, people you know maybe some uh, organization like that we want just take just take some eyeballs and bring it out there and it will be a good opportunity for people out there for fighter who maybe one uh one day making in the ufc i do believe that they can have a uh, we can have a african promotion good enough for african and uh mm. to satisfy everybody and don't make them put their life in risk to go in Europe or whatever, you know, to try and create those crazy stuff. Just be there and uh, keep, yeah. and keep uh, the ecosystem going. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so strange that they haven't done more over there with, uh, you know, the Muhammad Ali story and what he did. That's part of the, the problem as well. Because, yes, um, for a long time, I've been like, okay, how can we have a UFC in Africa? How we want a UFC in Africa? And I still, I still want a UFC in Africa. Yeah. But when I, I kind of like think about it, I'm like, long time ago, one of the biggest events in the combat sport was Ram Rambo in the Django, mm -hmm. was in Africa. He was great. He was big. He was massive. But how did that benefit people there? What was the outcome? Mm -hmm. Many decades after, what is the benefit of that in the community? Mm -hmm. You know, and I can't see any of that. So, in my perspective, I think that was a wrong. That was a wrong idea. We imported something big, rather than started our own thing, even if it's small. At that time, the time that we have, they have a. Rainbow in the jungle in Africa. Let's let's just say, at that time, with that money, they built multiple facility in that country, boxing gym, one or two arena, because mm -hmm. that was a huge amount of money for that country. Mm -hmm. They could have built like one or two arena, built like five or ten gyms in the country, and then kind of like promote the sport for the youth. By today that country will be having at least three world champions and the ecosystem there will be so big that they won't be need to like travel or they won't need other organization. Mm. And that's how I'm looking at MMA. I don't just want to bring like, okay, one big event who doesn't belong 
to our people. You want to build infrastructure we can, we can to create build, more in the future, yeah. Yes, we can build out of it. We can build a small. We, will, we belong with the ownership. We belong to us. Mm -hmm. And we will grow over time. In 10 years from now, he will just be growing and impacting on kids, you know, generation after generation. Because it's going to be a whole in ecosystem. We're gonna you when you have a fighter, when you have a star, you have TV. When you have TV, you have a sponsor company. When you have sponsor, you have company, there's money. And when those fighters have money, they provide to their family. They need services, they need maybe driver, they need a, a daycare and then this ecosystem. They are taking money and put it in, in the economy. That's how they build the country. That's how they build the ecosystem. I want to I wanna go back to your home and tell me what it was like growing up. So very often I would say, oh, it was hard and he was, uh -huh. you know. Um, but once again, I think that's a part of uh, my life. That's a, that was something that I needed. Because like, I have a very difficult childhood um, and I can... We can stay here all day long. I will be explaining, telling you what went wrong, like um, how I couldn't just have a normal life at, as other kids because I couldn't have pen or book or have a scholarship, a scholar fee taken care by my parents and all those stuff who was very hard on me and very frustrating, very, um, very hard. How old were you when you left? I was 26. 20, okay. Yeah, 26 okay. when I left Cameroon. And 2000, 2012. Okay, so you were still very young then. And which uh, I'm going to give a credit to my past, to that childhood who was very tough because mm. he forces me, he taught me in the hard way, you know, to have to deal with myself, to be on my own, to don't have to, re to, don't, to not rely on people just by not having anybody why I need it. You know, you not, don't feel a lot of loyalty. No, because there wasn't nobody at all, all right. to rely on. You know, uh, when you can have, when even your parent can help you, not because they don't want or just because they can. Then, you, I mean, as a kid, you kind of like understand that you have to, you have to walk your ass off. Uh -huh. You know, otherwise, it won't be easy for you. You know, you don't realize but it's kind of like education, you know. I think if everything was perfect for me as a kid, I wouldn't be here and I wouldn't be uh, having this perspective of life yeah. because I would have been to, uh, maybe uh, rely or expect something from somebody or from life, you know. But I have a, a tough life who taught me to like, not expect anything from anybody. You're on your own, you know? And then when you pick that up, and like, okay, this is how it is. Guess, believe me, you won't get disappointed at all. <laughs> but does that not make it a bit hard to develop connections with other people now? Because you've come from a place that is very different to where you are now. So you've gone from no one giving a fuck to now everyone wants to kiss your ass. Does that, does that make it hard to find, figure out what's real and what's not? There's a little bit of both, you know. Uh, 
first of all as i say even about my parents it's not like they didn't it's not like they didn't give a fuck it's just like they couldn't do anything you know even those who care couldn't do anything at all mm. so the situation the uh the life there uh was so miserable anybody couldn't do anything mm. my mom was always there but sometimes she was just powerless most of the time but she was there but uh yeah he make it very difficult to come to your point uh after my parents get divorced i was six years old i started live in a different houses go to different family and then trying to have friends uh trying to be a part of that family and then was always like you know kind of like uh rejected or something at school at home at school because i didn't have a i was always a new kid i didn't have a ki- a friend from home that we go to school together so i get to school i don't know any kids whether it's my neighbor or not i don't have any friend at school any friend base so he gets very tough and uh, my situation didn't help i mean the fact that at school um, they will point me out amongst other kids to be the one that didn't have a the one that doesn't have a pen to take note okay. or a notebook or the one that hasn't paid a scholar fee so they're gonna kick me out in front of other kids so yes therefore you are not a good profile to be a friend nobody is excited to be a friend with that guy you know so despite my effort to be friend to have friend he was very hard and by the time that you're you're close to like maybe build something else have some relation with some kids then you have to move again go someplace and start over so i keep i kept trying and i think at some point i just like unconsciously give up like okay this might just be my life i just mm. have to wrap this around my mind mm. you know and just accepted it but uh, i remember like being a child i kind of like have a virtual war in my mind a war with a perfect family with my mom and dad at home that i could have everything that we could have eat three meals a day mm-hmm. you know easily go to school have friend go back home like that was in my mind and like when it was so hard for me i could have escaped and go take a time go in that room who was just in my mind virtual and he was so perfect good enough to escape you know that's why like today uh no long time ago i heard about something they say metaverse i'm like what is metaverse they're trying to understand i'm like that's look very familiar to me <laughs> Yeah, you had your own metaverse. Like, I have, I've been having that my entire <laughs> life. I have my metaverse with me. <laughs> I love it. Man, you're a legend. Yeah. So after all that, oh, you know, I get used to not have friends and didn't even have a desire to try anymore because I get used to. Then I get to a point, but nobody noticed that you don't have a friend. Nobody noticed that you're just a lonely guy. You just want to be by yourself, you know, until the day that somebody wants to be with you. Then you find out that you are not so friendly. You are not how he expected you or how he wanted you to be. Then you are not a good guy. Guess what? I've always been like this, you know. You didn't just give a fuck. 
you didn't just know me mm. you know now i understand maybe you want to know me but this is who i am some people will be like oh you change oh you this screw you i didn't change you didn't just know me before because if you knew me before you knew that how i was you know mm. because before i was like that today i'm like i'm like this today but before i was like that so technically i didn't change okay i, I got two questions because <laughs> this is fascinating okay i feel like i'm learning a lot more about you here <laughs> so personally i i didn't come from having money in the uk i came from a you know working class place mm -hmm. but now i've got money sometimes i think back to the money struggles that i used to have and wish i had the money like i had the money i've got now back then do you ever think about that or is it just not something you even worry about anymore i don't wish to have um to go back in the past first of all i can't do anything in the past mm. the only thing that i can do is the, uh, for the, the present and the future that's the only thing that mm -hmm. i can uh control but if for somehow i have a time machine <laughs> to go back i won't go back you know because I, I strongly believe that the fact that I knew poverty and that situation make me appreciate what I have today, the life that I have today uh -huh. even better and have a different perspective of life. When you see somebody who come from a decent family or from a rich family, he has a different perspective and he might be having a ton of money but there is something in life that he will never never understand mm. you know i have a i had an opportunity to learn that to understand that even though he was in the hard way and uh, without that i wouldn't be what i am today me being rich today once again is not about money i think it's my life experience my life experience for me is a uh, like one of the biggest thing that I value the more, who has a more value. I kind of like understand people, different situation. I go here, uh, I go back home, I see, I hang out with rich people and I, I understand their problem and I see them, what they are facing as a problem, I understand that. I, I go there, I see poor people, I understand them, I understand everyone. I'm able to assimilate all those rich people doesn't understand poor people poor people doesn't understand uh, poor people don't, don't understand rich people but i understand both mm. clearly because i've been in, in both sides i can think for both of them you know i like that that's great yeah it's a, it's a great way of looking at it and also like you said that you went from a guy who was a bit of a loner a guy who didn't want to be everyone's friend because of how you've been trapped but now the people, the UFC fans, we see you as a very friendly, gentle giant to people when you're not in the cage. So did you make changes and how did those changes happen with your personality? Being friendly and being respectful is two things different. I mean, I will respect you. That doesn't mean I want to hang out with you. I want to sit down and watch movies mm -hmm. with you. But we could, I could put, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I think respect, I have to respect everybody uh -huh. first of all you know whether i like you or not that doesn't matter i have to respect you as a person mm -hmm. because that's what i'm expecting from you to respect me in return you know that's only what i think i deserve from you mm -hmm. you have a right to like me or not that's your right i won't blame you for that love is a feeling but respect is a duty 
Uh, speaking of love, uh, what's uh, what's Francis's uh, love life like? What is, I mean, got, I mean, now you've got women coming after you, surely. What's what's that like being the champ? You know, it must be good. Life has always been good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my guy. Life I like ha- it. Life has always been good. Life's always been good. Yeah, that it's, al- it's always about perspective. Yeah, freedom. That's what he wants. It's always Freedom about perspective. Options. Um, okay, is, is there a is there a is there a type of woman that Francis looks for and is like, that's my kind of woman? Any anything? Okay, how about this? Okay. A good good woman. A good woman. Okay, yeah. is there any celebrity women who you'd be like, that's my celebrity crush? Do you have a celebrity crush or anything? I had a celebrity crush when I was a kid. Oh, tell me, tell me. Jennifer Lopez. Oh. Of Fuck. course. Uh, She's amazing, bro. J-Lo. Yeah, I think you can still make that happen, you know? I think that's oh, all. Yeah. Like, Just punch Ben Affleck. <laughs> even when they turn... <laughs> ben Affleck, if you're watching, we want that, all right? Even when they... T- um, they always say, oh, you should do dance of, uh, with the star. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I'm doing j- dance uh, with the star only with J-Lo. There you go. That's then. it. That's it. The terms are set. You've got to negotiate, all right? We want it. Uh, I-, I like it, man. I like it. And, and obviously... So we've 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 talked a bit about your upbringing and how you became the person you are, but why why fighting? What was it that fighting did for you? What feeling did you get that you just wanted to do more of? I love fighting since I was a kid. Um, that was my passion. Um, everything that I could have done and enjoyed was like watching movie or like playing those uh, game, like go out there in mm. the banana. Uh, banana, banana frame mm-hmm. from and just kick and punch those, those banana tree until they fell down and oh, wow. even though I was getting beat up after a war but I was always do it again and again and again and not uh, even kids around they didn't want to play with me first of all they didn't have friend, money well, if you friends. were kicking a tree down I'm not surprised the ban- banana trees they are, <laughs> wow. they are soft so um, I grew up in Cameroon so we have a culture of, a so- of soccer yeah, yeah. Of football, yeah. So everyone want to play soccer. I was playing soccer, but most of the time, if I would have to choose, it would have been like something like fighting stuff, and they didn't like it. For them, that was violent, you know. <laughs> I'm just imagining you trying to get people to play with you. Yeah, they'd be like, no, so, we're playing football, bro. Yeah. So that was the first. That was the first uh, reason, like me with fighting. It was since I was a kid, you know. Okay. But um. Growing up, like having my dad, uh, he was so strong because in my family we have uh, that reputation. My fam- dad was so strong, but was street fighter. You know, was fighting at the street, at the bar, bar everywhere. So um, he didn't have a good reputation. Uh-huh. So um, I kind of like I was kind of like ashamed of my dad. So why ashamed? Because he have this reputation of being. A street fighter like fighting people and people i'm like oh that guy oh he, you know then i'm like uh, i don't want people to talk about me like this wow you so know? he's the genetics of him and probably what he had in him is now part of you now and that's part maybe why i had the same thing yeah but didn't just want to go the same way uh and i do believe that he because he was there to show me Maybe not the way to go, but the way not to go. Because from my dad, I really like 
seeing my dad or hearing people talking about my dad i was just six years old when they divorced and then i went to i started i uh, we moved and people started to talk about my dad because when i was with my dad i didn't realize that mm. basically i was at six years old so they started talk about my dad then i saw i just feel so ashamed of it then i'm like i don't want to become like that that was the first thing wow you know your dad passed away is that correct yeah yeah he passed away that was in 2001 so how how was it to deal with losing him were you okay or was that difficult or he was difficult but he's not like we have many choice you know in africa stuff like that happen more often you you lose people uh yes he was hard i mean every kid that basically when you love your dad and you lose him mm. you know he's not like a happiness <laughs> i am um, but you I, have to deal with it life is moving on i hope you don't mind but I, yes i seen you posted a picture of him this yeah. was a while ago yeah and i actually uh i restored it i tried to restore it for you so that you could see it properly wow so there's an app that that helps you basically be able to see the faces more clearly from the photograph i sent you this this ages ago this one look yeah it looks very clear than what i have yeah i thought it would help you so that you could see him a bit clearer thank you no problem i didn't um yeah this picture was like a old picture Mm. that somebody gave me i sent you that but it's, it's, it's clear it's very clear yeah what is the app uh, I'll I'll uh, find out. I can't remember what the name of it is. I'll okay. send you it. It's good. I would like to play with. Yeah, it's fun, <laughs> isn't it? Like, you get your old photographs and uh, refresh them and stuff. Yeah. Um, in terms of fighting, yeah. Coming into the UFC, uh, what, we, what we noticed about you that was very different to any other fighter was obviously your power, your striking, but also that willingness to go for it and, and to go for the kill. Was that just always in you as a, as a kid? And why is it that that's your style, do you think? I think whatever you do in life, uh, you have to do it best. And in order to do it best, uh, there's not uh, such a thing like a motivation, the reason why you do it. Like, I will find people who, like, who will be like, oh, I want to do uh, uh, MMA, I want to do this. And uh, I will ask them why. Somebody will say, oh, because I want to, I like it, uh, you, you guys are famous, you guys are this, uh, I want a nice car, I want this. I'm like, bro, find something else, because it won't be easy. You know, if that's your motivation, mm-hmm. it won't be enough. You don't walk to that, uh, uh, how they call it, um, hot door, that aisle, walk into the arena thinking about, the car that you're going to buy or whatever you're going to do. That's not motivation. You know, when you wake up and uh, doesn't wanna, don't want to go to practice, you don't think about stuff like that. And even if you think about it, I'm like, ah, I have a car either way. You know, mm-hmm. you need a motivation. You need something that will kick you off uh, your belt, your belt when you don't want to, when you want to stay, you know. And what and, is that for you? So fighting, first of all, like, was my everything you know i put my everything i invest my everything in that 
like uh, nobody ever believed in me in and in basically in fighting when i came up with the idea of fighting in cameroon i sounded crazy <laughs> literally like they wanted to throw me in the um uh, uh psychiatric center like dumb like this kid is losing his mind though like we can't stop him from <laughs> thinking about that thing you know so again i went against their their ways so i put everything in for my family at that point i was a, for some point i was just a bad guy a stubborn mm. kid that couldn't listen to what they was telling him but i believe in something i believe that it's going to work and i believe that the day that it works um they will agree with me you know i have to prove them wrong mm -hmm. yeah. and that was the only thing that i had uh, didn't have a job didn't have a college college degree couldn't maybe have a proper job you know uh, was still looking back for my family that was hoping that okay oh he has made it in europe so maybe he would could help us you know um was still hoping that i can provide for them or assist them when they need a um when somebody is sick and want to go to the hospital may they don't stay at home uh as my dad did because mm -hmm. i believe that if with money my dad could have stayed a few more years my dad got sick and didn't have the money to go to the hospital mm -hmm. and uh, i didn't want that to happen and i think that was always one of my uh, fear like okay what will happen if my mom got sick and i will be there and powerless you know so i need to do what it takes everything that i have to do to be able to like assist people that i care for you know when i could so all those things together like was my motivation at first like when i was walking to the octagon sometime you know i just think of what i've been through how i get here bro you have to kill me you know i'm not coming there to play with you i'm coming there to fight mm -hmm. but i'm not fighting you i'm fighting my life i'm fighting whatever is wrong in my life mm. you know i'm fighting whatever can be a problem in my family that i have to solve i'm fighting for a solution for my family mm -hmm. i'm fighting for my kids not to be not to ever go through what i've been through not if not even know what he looks like you know because yes uh, I don't want to change that, but still, I don't want my kids to experience that. I can look at them, go through that kind of life, you know. So that was the reason. Yeah, I think those motivation are stronger. Very strong, and, <laughs> and we've never really seen anyone attack people the way you do. And I put it like that because it really doesn't feel like <laughs> they want to fight sometimes when you start swinging at them, like that Rosen strike fight. You know that I think it was like twenty seconds, ten seconds, something like that. He lasted. God bless him. Uh, once you started swinging, for me, I'm watching that fight. Thinking, no, that that fight was was different because I was full of frustration. I mean, it looked that way. Yeah, that was the moment that uh, even with the UFC, I was very frustrated, and that was still getting me. You know, so I kind of like I didn't know that he was getting me until that fight, and now I'm like, this thing is gonna take over me i yeah. better control this so that was like full of frustration yeah you you <laughs> god damn you you let that out like because i've never seen anyone do anything like that fight 
in the UFC to memory, you know, like this this guy did not stand a chance, and he is a very good fighter. Yeah. You know, he's a hard guy. But when I was just wondering, was there rage within? Because it it looks there that was way. a rage. Oh yeah, there was a rage. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> because you 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 seem to have you've evolved as a fighter so much and now we're seeing you can you know even with the ufc and everything you went through in the last fight against stipe you controlled yourself um sorry the, the fight before the last one against stipe you were so controlled and patient and how did you master that uh, emotionally try and practice you know try to think about it calm myself down mm. don't let anything control me it's freedom be free said as a free man Yes, I like that. <laughs> because when you have like a, a, ra a rage or angry, it controls you. Very true. Yeah. yeah. But when you're free, you're in peace with whatever is on. How often do you, you. do you get annoyed and angry? Does that happen a lot? Or No. Yeah? No. When was the last time you got a bit pissed off at someone or something? Or You know, I'll get a little pissed off of stuff time to time, but really quick, like nothing. Nothing. Like no. it would take a minute for me to like whatever, you know. Do you ever? Do you think you intimidate people? Yeah. <laughs> do Do you think you overcompensate for that then and try and like, be nice to try and make people feel yeah, less yeah. intimidated? That's, yeah, that's what I do. Like uh, when I first get in Paris, uh, you know, in Cameroon, I didn't have this problem, but I went in Paris, and then uh, I was a bouncer in the nightclub. So most of the time, basically around 3, 4, 5 a.m., people will come to me. I'm like, bro, you're scary. You can smile or something. Like, you're just scary. <laughs> you know, and then I'm there. I'm tired. My back hurts. Uh -huh. I just want to get out of there. And they are drunk. Come on, like, some people will come. I just want to get out of there. Uh -huh. You know, then I realized that I was intimidating. And then I'll have a lot of like comment from people that we are like friends now that will tell me like, oh, the first time that I met you was in this place. Oh, you scared the hell out of me. I'm like, really? What's happened? I'm like, you, you never see yourself work like you, you was working like this and I was coming in the same side. And I just think you're going to like smash me or something. You know, I'm like, why would I smack? I'm like, you just looks like, you know. So now, therefore, like, if I find myself with somebody coming in the same side, in distance, I know that that, that person might be intimidated by me. So I will cross, like, to make the person feel yeah, safe. Yeah, I do a little, a little bit, bit of the same. Like, like, okay, there's no threat. I'm walking away, <laughs> you know. Because even though I'm, I'm not going to do anything yeah. or I'm not intending to do anything to him, they will get intimidated. But I didn't know that at first, yeah. and people was freaking out. <laughs> what was it like being a bouncer in uh, in France? Well, uh, a friend uh, helped me uh, getting that job because mm. first of all, I didn't have a paper paper, so I couldn't work technically, and that was like one of the only jobs that I can sneak and work, yeah. and they pay me in cash, so I can so I could survive with, yeah. you know. So, but but he wasn't the job that uh, I wanted to do. He was just so perfect because it was only the weekend, and during the week, I could have trained all day long, uh, and then the weekend go find some job, get some money. Yeah. Do you ever have a drunk guy uh, try uh, try to fight you? We get that. I get that once. Wow. 
it wasn't a guy it was a group of guy tell me uh how many i don't know four or five wow okay and then uh what happened well i think they smoke in the club uh and then we sent we sent them out and then they went down the street and wait for us for me like after the club was closed okay i was walking by and they just come like very close and you know like they wasn't very drunk but you're like okay this is a trouble i have to step away like, i have to get out of here you know and then we just pick up a fight and my colleague from the other side he saw it he came but he wasn't just like fighting to like okay stop them like he literally like kicking somebody like in the head i'm like bro I don't want to get involved in this. We better stop this right now. Okay, so the two of you beat the shit out of them, basically. Yeah. There was more than... There was like five. Ah. But there was a group of ten people, but there were girls and someone didn't want to fight, you know. And the police came and uh, took them, like, asked them if we want to press... Asked also if we want to press charge... <laughs> Because apparently the police car wasn't far. So oh, technically, right. I think they saw how he uh, began. Oh. And uh, they asked if we want to press charge. I'm like, no, just want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> you could have been involved in, like, uh, bouncers get, you know, roped into a lot of shady things at times. You know what oh, I mean? A lot. Like, yeah. I was so happy. Like, for me, um, you know, but also sometimes someone like enjoy doing it i have a uh, co-worker sometime that w just like take a fight when it's not necessary mm. i'm like bro you have to like in this job you have to fight only if it's necessary mm -hmm. i fight for money i don't fight for free and then when you fight at the street you, most of the time you get hurt you know they i get weapons the, and yeah yeah the, what i want is like go there do my job, collect my money, go home, come back next next day. That's it. I don't want to go home and find eyes to put on something instead of like sleep. I'm tired. It's like 7 or 8 a.m. in the morning. Mm. I've been up all night long and the only thing that I want is to go lay in my bed. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier about now that you're in the position that you're in, you're thinking about the future and being able to provide for children do you imagine a little Francis one day? Is that is that something you want to be? Do you want to be a father and have a family and all of that? Of course. Yeah? Of course. Oh, that has always been my my dream. Really? Yeah. yeah. How do you think you'll be as a father? A great father. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Because I love kids. I love... I love... Um, I always loved kids. I was a babysitter when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. Because I was so good with kids, like when uh, uh, moms around like having problem with their kids crying or they want to do something or go somewhere, uh, I would just hear this nice voice like Francis. Then I'm like, oh, somebody need a babysitter. <laughs> <You know? laughs> then I would just go take a baby. They would do whatever they do. I will handle the baby. Doesn't matter how hard the baby is de uh, to deal with. He's crying or whatever. I will play with him, do everything until he get exhausted and just. <laughs> You've got a lot of patience, then. Yeah. I just enjoy play with them. Yeah. You know, like I was a kid. Uh, I think like maybe four to five years old. I don't remember very well. And I will always like 
go places with my mom and I will see kids. One day I, we were in the bus, then I saw a kid. So every time that I saw baby, I'm so excited. So I saw a kid and then I went to just like grab a baby. Mm -hmm. And then my mom like she hit my hands like, they don't touch people baby like that. And you know, I kind of like get upset like, damn, what does that even mean? <laughs> Then, for there, from there, I just think that I want my own baby. <laughs> but I was a kid. So I, I asked, like, okay, at what age they can have a baby? They tell me, like, 20, about 20. So my entire life, I've been waiting for 20 years to have a baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the time I get close to 20, like 80, I'm like, oh, it's not that easy to have it. It's not as simple uh -huh. as I thought. To have a baby. Yeah, fucking no. No, big Francis and Ghanu, the babysitter. Unbelievable. I wasn't big, this big at that yeah. time, though. <laughs> women everywhere will be listening to this thing, and you can have my baby, I tell you. You look after my baby, no problem. Fair play, mate. Did you hear yes. um, Cain Velasquez, the mm -hmm. story about him uh, that's come out recently, where allegedly his child was abused at play school? He heard about it. They arrested the guy who, who was abusing his child, but they let the guy go. And Cain Velasquez went chasing after him. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Cain Velasquez had a gun. I think he tried shooting at the car. Now Cain Velasquez is uh, in jail. Mm -hmm. Ironically, they let out the paedophile, but they won't let out Cain Velasquez, um, who did what any father would do. You fought Kane. You, you shared the, the octagon with him. He was a former champion, a great champion. Mm -hmm. How does this make you feel, the story? Well, um, I think many men uh, in his shoes who have done the same thing. I think I would have been in the same position. Mm. Because, like, just imagine it. You know, it's just hard to just sit down. And I'm like, okay, okay, this guy is out there, set free. I think they should have kept him in jail, mm. you know, until like maybe his anger came down, the family gets settled and kind of like think like, okay, for maybe he's kind of like pay his due, mm -hmm. you know, uh, for what he have done, but to set him up uh, that quick was, I would have done the same thing, bro. Like that's not, that's something that every father, father would do. Mm -hmm. you know protect your family that's what they, you live for when you have a child your goal is to protect him at any cost even at the cost of your life your own life so yeah and i think uh he shouldn't have any regret because if he's to start over it's something that you don't think about it is instantly it's a feeling you know like uh i don't know the crazy thing about the justice system is... Is the system. The we, system we could see Cain Velasquez in jail longer than the guy who did all of that's that. That's the problem. The, the guy should stay in jail. Yeah. And we should avoid this problem. Mm. You know, most of the time, uh, in Cameroon, for example, if you have a car accident and uh, kill somebody, even if you, wasn't, you weren't wrong, they will put you in jail for like, I think it's six months. <laughs> this is not for to blame you but it's at some point i think it's like to protect you because regardless there is some family out there that are hurt and sometimes they want to 
uh, avenge they want to blame somebody mm. and that could be you you know even though you weren't wrong you know so i mean it's not fair but sometimes yes they should keep you away you know yeah i bet people drive carefully in cameroon <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> they drive very bad <laughs> <laughs> really oh god no people walk carefully in Cameroon because if you don't walk carefully <laughs> yeah you get picked up by the car wow back to the to the Fury fight if we do this with with UFC gloves very small gloves obviously it's a it's a different game for Fury he he obviously blocks a lot of things with his those big gloves that they use do you feel like that will give you the the chance to connect with him in a way that other people couldn't i think there's not a different there's not that much different in the gloves. Oh, really? no there's not because it's still going to be if it's st- it's still going to be a boxing rules mm. you know and uh we're trying to like compromise find a compromise but there's not so much because if we add a leg kick it's, it's going to have a very very bad night <laughs> if we add a takedown yeah. or whatever or MMA rules, it's gonna be. We can now talk about like the murder because he's not like wow, he's not even able to defend himself on that ground. Did you see him wrestling with? Um, oh, forget it. Darren Till. Yeah, no. everybody can wrestle, you know. Yeah. But how much you can wrestle professionally? He's very yeah. different in his build. He's he's he isn't made for like the grappling, is he? He's a He's very much a boxer, yeah. in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, what what would your prediction be for a fight against Tyson Fury like that? Uh, regardless, I mean, walking into this fight, depending of the rules, I know he's not like my crown. I know Tyson is a great fighter, and it's going to be very hard for me. Basically, like if I'm joining him on his sport, mm-hmm. you know, but still, um, I believe that uh, I have I have something. To make to still make him have a bad night, mm-hmm. have a days of a loss. So I think you hit harder than Deontay Wilder. My, my prediction is like knock him out because that's what I would try to do. Yes. You know, I would my whole training camp. I was just trying to be collect. Don't go crazy. Don't throw. Don't be very wild. And trying to be accurate because I'm sure. I don't care how tough he is. If I hit, he's going to feel it. Well, it's funny because with the Usyk and Anthony Joshua fight, for example, everyone says you don't box a boxer. You fight a boxer and you're a fighter. So I think that there's a, a, a great deal of, of interest going to be in this fight because you're, you can rough it up. You can do things that other people can't do. You know what I mean? And you've got power that I don't think he's... Even with Deontay Wilder being... Uh, Deontay Wilder's like 35 pounds lighter than you you know he's and, a and smaller guy and Fury like to use uh, he's a uh, he likes uh, daily boxing yeah if you see the second I think it was the second fight mm. against Deontay Wilder he came out bigger and uh, right away that at the moment that I saw him bigger I know exactly like what he was doing I know he's gonna weigh Deontay Wilder down and that's exactly what he's doing yep. he was just leaning on him and he was Deontay Wilder carrying uh, Fury on top of him for two rounds. He was exhausted, yeah. bro. 
his you know? skinny little yeah. legs couldn't handle it. And the, he was doing the same thing yesterday with Dylan White, yeah. like just laying on him and like get Dylan White frustrated. I saw the referee uh, blame Dylan White like twice, but Fury was very sneaky about it. Most of the time, Fury was the one initiating the action yeah. and Dylan White get frustrated, frustrated and re react back and then get blamed by the yeah. But so, but I think that's something. Uh, first of all, that's something that won't work with me because if you're trying to daily boxing me or to weigh on me, I think I'm gonna take advantage on that. And uh, by the way, I think uh, I'm gonna try to just, you know, I know how I will push you or do something. I think if Fury goes on the canvas two, three times, four on the canvas, even though he didn't get hit. It's gonna take a little bit of energy out of him. <laughs> I mean, I've I've met uh, Tyson, uh, the great man himself, and um, you're one of the few humans who is you know bigger and stronger than him. You know what I mean? And that's that's gonna be um, an but interesting. But he's a he's factor. a very good boxer, though. Oh yeah, he's a very clean boxer. Absolutely, he's yeah. he's, he's fantastic. He's the he's the yeah. greatest of the generation. His boxing is outstanding. Yeah, uh, if 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 you were given the option of John Jones or Tyson Fury. Um, money, let's say the money's the same. Mm -hmm. What fight interests you the most? Why do I need an option why I can have both? Yes, <laughs> I like that. Mm. <laughs> I have an option to have both. Okay. I'm going for both. I respect that. I got uh, one question left, which is, how would you like to be remembered? How would I like to be remembered? As a free man who did whatever you want to do. Legend. You know. I love it. And let's uh, put my name in the sport. Be yeah. remember. You know. Maybe not as Muhammad Ali. Maybe. Yeah. But somewhere under there. <laughs> you're, you're doing it you're doing it mate uh, ladies and gentlemen that was Francis Ngannou on the True Geordie podcast the UFC undisputed heavyweight champion of the world thank you hey legend thank you Francis you're welcome